everybody. We forgot to do this at the top of the show, so now we're doing it at the very end of the I show. I forgot and, to and drink Drew's my gonna... coffee again. I'm sorry, listeners. I'll try to be better. Uh, the the joke for anybody who doesn't know is that <laughs> Fesh doesn't drink coffee. Relax. Hey, relax. <laughs> I don't think that really factors into the joke. I think that's extra funny if you know it, but if you don't, my joke is that sure. the joke is that uh, my don't tone talk will to me change. I've had my coffee. yeah, and my tone will immediately change. Sure, to bring of course, us you'll into be low the on energy. Of course. Now I had my coffee uh, before. You know, Will Hines. They don't have been... to know when you actually had the coffee, Nicole. It's important, Fish. <laughs> it's timeline. Or what are you saying uh, about Will, Will Hines? Will Hines has been posting about how he makes weak coffee so he can drink more of it throughout the day. And uh-huh. I've started doing it, and I endorse it. Okay. Because then I could constantly just be chugging coffee all the time without my heart exploding, which yeah. I think is good. Anyway, uh, this is our podcast, Real Big Fix. The podcast where we don't just uh, shit on bad movies, we also rewrite them to make them better. We lead with empathy. Yeah. Here's the thing. We love movies. <laughs> we love and them. And we want them to be good. And yeah. so we are taking the kernels of good things that are in bad movies and, and hit, causing and making them to beautiful bloom into popcorn. a beautiful corn feel. Okay, well, we went two different <laughs> corn well, movies, ways. Nicole. Sure, you were probably right. Movies. Uh, yeah, we're making beautiful, delicious popcorn out of a kernel of a, a bad movie. Did we say who we are yet? I'm, uh, I genuinely don't remember. <laughs> me neither. Let's do it again. Could I'm go Nicole. Either way. I'm fast. <laughs> no, we must have done this because we said that the names the podcast is named Real Big Fix. And today's movie is uh the the quintessential 1996 Santa with Muscles starring Hulk Hogan and Donna's dad from that 70s show. Don Stark. Mm-hmm. Oh, bunk, I got bonked in the head. I forgot the guy's name from later <laughs> in the podcast. For... <laughs> ho ho ho. <laughs> it's Christmas. It's Christmas, everybody. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Merry Newfound Glory Christmas. put out a new Christmas song. Well, that's I, to be presumed. I mean, of course. I recently discovered that the Misfits did a cover of uh, "You're a Mean One, Mister Grinch. Grinch." Now, what generation of Misfits is that? Because that's one of those. I don't know. It came like... up. It it came up in my Spotify suggested shuffle thing. Yeah. Um. So I don't. They're damn. I didn't look into it any more than being like, "Hey, I like this." <laughs> They're damn near Menudo levels, that band, man. What is, <laughs> even is the Misfits, anyone? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. So today, we're talking about <laughs> Santa with we're Muscles. We're talking about the Christmas classic, Santa yeah. with Muscles, that came out in 92? Six. 96. Feels is, like 92. Which is crazy, because Mila Kunis is in it as a full-blown child, and then like the next year, she's on that 70s show. Not to say that... She's still like fairly... She's like 15 on that show, but she, yeah. the, the year, yeah, puberty's a wild like, time, yeah. <laughs> is what I'm getting at. Santa with Muscles, of course, is a classic Christmas film starring uh, Hulk Hogan. He's like a fitness guru, He's millionaire, a rich asshole. He's a magnet. He's a fitness magnet. Uh, he sells a, a lot of supplements. He sells a product. What's his name? Blake. And his supplements are all called Blake's Way. Which is a fun pun on whey protein. Oh, uh, got it. Whey protein is W-H-E-Y. But follow his way, yeah. But follow his way, yeah. Got it. So it's Blake's Way Supplements. He's a he's a he's like a millionaire. I don't even want to call him Playboy because there's there's no yeah. women in it. 
the whole thing is like the cops want to catch him because he jumped his ATV over a cop car or something like that. He's damn near Elon Musk, man. This yeah. guy. <laughs> but with muscles. Elon Musk with muscles. <laughs> so he, he does what he wants. So he runs away from the cops and goes into a local shopping mall where it is Christmas time. And the mall Santa has not shown up. So Hulk Hogan, to disguise himself, puts on the Santa costume to run away from the cops. And then... Gets bonked through, on through, the head. Yeah, through and... a series of events, he gets bonked on the head and has amnesia. And then one of the elves, who is played by one of those that guy actors... Oh, he's he's Donna's dad on that 70s show. That's what I was recognizing yeah. him from. Yes, okay. Donna's dad, who is an elf, shopping mall elf... A real scumbag. Realizes <laughs> yeah. realizes who Hulk Hogan is. Or does that happen after No 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 he doesn't realize it until they get to the Okay, to so the so first orphanage. so okay, so first oh yeah, there's an orphanage in this. There's uh, a bet that not a bet whoever gets Santa to the the photo op first gets an extra fifty dollars from the people running the Yes. Thing. And, and so guy... and so Donna's dad from that seventies show finds this guy in a Santa outfit who can't remember who he is. And he's like, you're Santa Claus. And then Hulk Hogan's like, I guess I'm Santa Claus. And then he goes to the Christmas photo shoot. Uh, and then he beats up some, some mean teens at the mall. And then I think eventually the elf realizes who Hulk Hogan is and wants to steal his money somehow. Well, so they're at breakfast at the orphanage. But how did we get to the orphanage? That I don't remember. Oh, they chase down a guy or something, and they beat him up out front of the orphanage. And then okay. the, the people at the orphanage are like, "Oh, thank you for doing that. Let us thank let's thank you by giving you dinner and letting you crash here and giving you clothes." Right. So now we're up to them getting to the orphanage. I forgot the very beginning of the movie is a little girl in the orphanage writing to Santa, right. saying that a big mean man, Ebner Frost. Do Which you is guys a get it? Do you guys get it? Do you guys get it? A man named Ebner Frost is taking over the town and shutting everything down, and he's going to shut down the orphanage. I heard in the original draft his name was Bob Humbug. <laughs> <laughs> they thought it was too on the uh, too nose on the nose there. So uh, now this now Santa with muscles is at the orphanage, and she's like. Thank you so much for getting my note, Santa. You're going to save the orphanage. And he's like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. And then the the actual plot points don't really matter beyond no. this point. Basically, Ebner Frost wants to shut down. But there are crystals down... under the orphanage. Yes. Ebner Frost wants to shut down the orphanage <laughs> because there's magic crystals under the orphanage that supply energy or yeah. something. Yeah. And then like the sort of vampire looking dude from Jordan's Way or Jordan's Crossing Jordan from Crossing Jordan is, oh, don't know. is in it. And Who is he in this? He is the sort of vampire looking dude. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's good. Yeah. He, he's a good actor. Yeah, every yeah. time every time I see him, I'm like, oh, I'm glad to see him in this. Yeah. He's ancillary. He's an assistant to Ebner Frost. He's a bumbling fool in a in a lab coat. <laughs> yes. And so Ebner Which, Frost wants to get Hold on, hold on. Which you know it's a good sign when in your Christmas movie when a lab coat is involved. <laughs> <laughs> Right? That's always a good sign for your Christmas movie. I think so. Yeah. So they want to get the crystals, and then it turns out that Hulk Hogan and Ebner Frost were both children at the orphanage together, and they were what friends. What a twist. What a twist. And 
I don't really remember how that solved the plot or related to the plot in any way. No. Yeah, yeah I don't know. <laughs> he probably just punches Ed Begley Jr. in the stomach, right? That probably I, I would imagine so. Oh, yeah, Edna Frost is played by Ed Begley Jr. Which, by the way, I watched The Year Without a Santa Claus last night. Fun little thing. And I was watching it and I was like, oh, Ed Begley Jr. is the, heat mi- is the cold miser. And George Went is the heat miser if we ever decide to do this live in the next three years. <laughs> uh, or a live action remake. Okay. Do you know the year without a Santa Claus? Boy, I don't remember. I've seen like every Christmas movie, so I'm yeah. sure I've seen it. But it went in one eye and out the other, I think. Gotcha. What's yeah. its deal? It's, it's well, it's too much to get into right now. But you, but the heat, you, you don't know the heat miser and the cold miser off the top of your head when I say that? I, no, I do. Okay. That's that's all I need for this then. I'm <laughs> just saying Ed Begley Jr. has real cold miser energy. I know energy. it from, from and seeing And George them. went as heat miser in yeah, Batman. Yeah, I, I know them. Uh, yeah, in Batman. I know them just from seeing them what like in people's like memes when they're like that yeah, face yeah. went and then it's like the heat miser, yeah. you know? But voice-wise, he's doing uh, the cold miser has like a almost James Woods energy. And I remember as a kid thinking whenever James Wood did a voice, it was Ed Begley Jr. Not knowing any of those men's names. Just being like, yeah, I can only pick up on the... You know, again, the Mandela effect is just born out of people's faulty child memories. I just found out this week that I thought that the cover for Fred McCluskey CI this whole time as was the majestic and oh i just, saw you tweeted that yeah i was just like huh this does not matter at all i have no reverence for either film i will probably never watch any either film but for for 18 odd years i've just mistaken those two things uh <laughs> again no harm no foul but brains are weird like that they sure are but Ed Begley Jr. should play the cold miser and George Wendt should play the heat miser that's all okay so this movie ends uh, i'm reading the wikipedia However, Blake, after discovering that being Santa has made him a better person and that Frost wants to destroy the very same orphanage he grew up in, manages to rescue the children. Frost and his henchmen are arrested, but the orphanage is destroyed due to the overload of the crystals. So Blake opens his mansion as a new home for the orphans. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah, this movie uh, This movie also has a, a star turn from Clint Howard as the bumbling police officer who can't do anything. Clint Howard, who I love, is one of those, he is a Ken Jeong, where it's like, all right, we're probably not in for something great here. <laughs> if, that I mean, he has been in stuff that's good, but like, when his name comes up in the opening credits, it's more likely than not that we're in for something. Yeah. Yeah, so... There's a lot. This is sort of a classic movie thing. I watched a movie recently that I won't say the name of because Ooh. some of my friends are in it. <laughs> that was like fine. It wasn't bad. I had a good time watching it, but it was a little bit boring. Mm. Uh, and I was talking to Jordan about it and he he was like, eh, it's boring. I'm not really into it. And I was like, yes, but for the podcast, I have watched movies so often <laughs> where too many things are going yes. on that to watch like a simple plot yeah. that's easy to follow and the jokes are good is like great <laughs> like if yeah. it's a little this, if it's a little boring i don't care this has so much happening this is a, that's a, like, a woman who swallowed a horse style retroactive <laughs> yeah you, you get that reference good yeah be, we we need to justify hulk hogan being santa santa claus I almost called him Santa Man. That was weird. Um, <laughs> uh, Santa Claus. Which, which, by the way, feels like there's a hundred easier ways to do it. For instance, in this universe, Hulk Hogan is Santa Claus. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. I, it's so the Santa Claus, the oft mentioned, <laughs> the the gold standard, I suppose, for real yeah. fix on this stuff, was two years prior. And while I don't like, there's issues with that movie. It, it accomplishes what it seeks out to accomplish. But one of mm-hmm. what is the weird, the we, I, what I think is the weirdest thing about that movie, it's going for the this guy in this role. But the distance between Santa Claus and Tim Allen is is large. Don't get me wrong. But it's like it's like half the distance you would need for that to be the main joke for me. Yeah. It's like all right, Tim Allen is not. You're right. He's not Santa Claus. So it would be something else if he were Santa Claus. But it, it's it's not like yeah. Hulk Hogan or Aquafina, you know, like <laughs> I would watch the fuck out of an Aquafina because she's that Santa far Claus movie. For, from yeah. it. but at the same time, has that similar old Borscht Belty steez to her as well that you could see her being an old man. You know, like it, it, it's, <laughs> it, it works. Again, I totally understand the instinct of Hulk Hogan is Santa Claus, and the name of the movie is Santa with muscles. That like it's weird, and we're but we're also. 25 years removed from it you know yes okay so i i don't think this is the pitch that we have to do but one simple way Mm -hmm. if you have the movie santa with muscles that's the title you want to use and you know you have hulk hogan and you want to play up that dichotomy then simply hulk hogan loves christmas and he's always wanted to be santa claus but everybody's like nice try you muscly jock santa (laughs) is fat and jolly And you're not. Yeah. Uh, and then he has to prove to everybody that Santa can also have When you say he muscles. wants to be Santa Claus, do you mean for his local Christmas maybe, party? Maybe, okay. maybe he dresses up as Santa like to surprise his niece and nephew or something. And they're like, Santa's scary. He has muscles. <laughs> or it's just that classic Santa's going to kick our ass. <laughs> or it's just like, it's like, yeah, you're a very distinct person. No one is going to fall for you. Yeah. <laughs> okay because I, I mean what i'm what i just uh what i'm trying to avoid because mm-hmm. i feel like we've done this i also just listened to our edit of the tooth fairy mm-hmm. podcast so Bound i think maybe i yeah. just yeah. feel like we're in this area yeah. all the time yeah but like this shouldn't just be another santa claus no no for sure you know uh, i like again to, to the rules when it comes to premises on, on this podcast is that there's no magic Beyond the crystals, yeah. I suppose. But uh, uh, I but can, could I could lose science. the crystals altogether. Sure. It should just be money in the basement, right? Yeah, the guy right. wants money. He yeah. knows it's there. Nobody else does. He wants the money. Yeah. But we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely think the rule of this is we have to play it. You know, this is in, you know, still heightened, but a version of our reality where, right? Hey, if you have any kids in the room right now, plug their ears. <laughs> Santa is the parents. <laughs> the parents leave the presents. Yeah. Okay. It's still nice. It's still, but just let's keep the magic alive. So it's jingle all the way rules. You know, it's, yeah. it's, we're keeping the kayfabe for the kids. And, and that's the premise, right? Is because he has amnesia, he doesn't have to try to keep up that fourth wall. He thinks he is Santa Claus. Yeah, so I think we keep I think we keep the amnesia, and somebody tells him he's Santa Claus. I kind of wonder why he can't just be a wrestler who gets hit in the head. Well, that's Hogan. So the reason wrestlers go into movies is because their body's in pain, and they don't want to be wrestlers anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, that's fair. 
and so not that if you play and it's not spirit, like you can get a stunt double for Hulk Hogan because no, yeah, I mean you probably even, could even from a distance it's like I don't know that that guy really looks like Hulk Hogan yeah maybe but it's also it's not it's less about keeping their body intact during the movie because I think that's fine but it's more so just washing the stink of I am only a wrestler off of them sure it's, it's it's when the rock stopped putting the rock in the middle of his name when he was in movies and just was Dwayne Johnson for a little bit and then the mm-hmm. rock started to become its own thing to be, in any way so now he's yeah. back to being okay with it but has nothing to do with pro wrestling so i think hogan's like not the first by any means uh but it, it is one of the more famous attempts and certainly more famous i would say failures while well, he did make it over to the mainstream in terms of acting you know, not a lot of, he, he ain't exactly the rock, you know? Yeah. So in his first movie, No Holds Barred, he, he did play a fictional wrestler. So I think that's certainly him not trying to, to do that. But yeah, bodybuilder, action movie star. <laughs> uh, yeah. there, there's plenty of reasons a person would be muscular for their jobs besides this amorphous yeah, the fact that it's never clearly defined means that we can never really use it. Yeah. They they do during the car chase pour his fat-free salad dressing on the ground so that the car behind him slides out like in Mario Kart. Yeah. Which is dumb. It's just too <laughs> general. It's 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 not it's too broad and it's too unspecific of a domain or at least not iconic enough of a domain. Like if we say fireman, we know how to hit those beats. When you say fitness guru, yeah, but not really fitness, yeah, because he's he doesn't. We never see him work out or anything. I don't think we see him. He hires his staff to attack him so he can fight them. It's the pink off, panther thing, yeah. And then he sells supplements, but I don't think we see him pick up a weight at any point. So okay, so here's a fix or, or planning of a. I don't know. Here's something. I think one of the big things with Christmas movies is if you're not going to be the full-blown benevolent mythical creature that is Santa Claus, like another angle to take is redemption, right? It's the time Mm -hmm. of year that these screw-dressed characters, you know, turn around. So I think maybe let's have him be straight up a have the Hulkster be a Huckster, and uh, (laughs) like he is a piece of shit dude. Maybe not quite Ebenezer or Ebner Frost levels necessarily. But like, yeah, he he yeah. is a mindless L.A. celebrity. Who yes. Now, I, I will make a suggestion. So this is 96. So this would have been around Bowflex era. Yeah. Why don't we have him sell a piece of exercise equipment? Because that's more fun to look at. Yes. And then we can use the physical yes. piece of equipment in a scene in some way that's not pouring salad dressing on yes. the ground. So Blake, the Blake blade the what what do we got what do, what's the name of this thing Blake Flex just call it Blake the Flex Blake Flex <laughs> <laughs> Of course it's the Blake Flex Yeah and then it then it like turns into a catapult or something cuz it uses I don't know if you remember the bow flex oh, but Oh of course it, I remember the bow It Look like at doesn't me. use Nicole, weight Look at me. <laughs> That's a bow flex body baby Yeah um, I'm I'm sorry my zoom window's a little soft my shirt says body by bow flex <laughs> It does I can confirm, listeners, it does. Yeah. And then, because it's Christmas, he's trying to ramp up sales. And it's a Christmas bow flex. Yeah. <laughs> wait, no, wait, no, he's Blake now. He's, wait, it's Blake. It's no, Blake I and like ours. It. But it's I Blake. Like it. But it's Blake and ours, not Bo. Yeah, we'll come up with the the puns 
Yeah. Once we figure out the plot. Sure. But yeah, so he's selling some, and and it doesn't have to be the one thing. It could be like, you know, he's yeah, selling whole his version of, of a thigh master. He's selling a Bowflex. He's yeah. selling a, uh, not a spin bike, but an assault bike, which is one of those ones what? where the, the wheel's a big fan. Huh? There's an assault bike is like, it is a stationary bike, but the wheel is like a big industrial fan. So you're using the resistance of the wind yes, okay. in the blades yes, and yes, then yes, the yes. handlebars move back and forth. Like gotcha. This. Just like weird. And then like some weird shit that he, this clearly not works that like that, like those old timey, like fifties clips of like those body fat jiggler yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some of that shit. And he can also. still have supplements and cereals or whatever. I like the cereal moment at the, at the uh, orphanage. Yes. Uh, so you can keep that, but his, what 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 got him to that dance was just pure workout paraphernalia. How would you just equipment? That's the word. <laughs> yeah, equipment. Um, um, yeah. So now he has a little bit more of an empire. He's I don't want to call him a Jack Lalane because Jack Lalane was like a good person, but he's the he's the Billy Mays of you know Blake Flex yeah. or whatever. Maybe he's in the mall. At like a kiosk doing some sort of demonstration. Like they have Peloton stores in the yeah, mall yeah. now. Maybe he's doing some sort of display. It happens to be near Santa. Maybe he even makes fun of Santa for being out of shape. He's like, this fat fucking dude can't do the can't. Definitely. Do I the think Blake we do flex. need to keep the on the run thing a little. Uh, yeah. Okay. So what if again, if we're we've already set up that the idea is that there's a bunch of money in the basement of the the orphanage. Uh-huh. What if it is like an embezzlement thing? Okay. Or right. a racketeering thing. Like one of those crimes where you're just like, you know, Wait, he's a, he's it's an orphanage racketeer. No, 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 not he, the orphanage, but like he, through his he's skimming off the top over at Blake's or something. Got it. And I'm he's just throwing keeping, out examples. And he's keeping the money underneath the orphanage. No, no, he doesn't know that the money is under the orphanage. It's freeze does. Okay. Ah, got it. Okay, great. That's just a separate. So it's the, that's so a it's deus the, uh, ex machina. We're gonna get to. <laughs> <laughs> great. So the IRS is coming after him. Yeah. Great. Sure. It works great. for me. What I'm getting at is I, 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 that's always, we've talked about it, but like one of those moments in movies where I'm like, where they're listing the crimes a guy has done. And if, and if it's not like armed robbery or assault, if it's anything yeah. like <laughs> that has, it's not yeah, physical, anything, but yeah. my mind just goes, okay, sure. All right. Well, yeah. th- this is the part where they say that sentence and then we move on. So just saying one of those right. things. So the IRS is ap- after him. He's not paying taxes. Yeah. He's yeah there you go. stuff. Yeah. They know he's going to be at this big mall demonstration or whatever. Yep. We get a quick clip of him making fun of Santa. Santa doesn't have, uh, you don't want to turn out like Santa kids. Santa doesn't have muscles. Yeah. That's a terrible Hulk Hogan, but we're going to go with it. Look, and it then great Hulk Hogan. Thank you, Fesh. <laughs> so here's a joke pitch. Clint Howard is one of the cops, right? Uh-huh. So they're sent after after Blake at the, at the sports medicine store, wherever this, this thing is. There's a big cardboard cutout of Blake and... You know, Clint Howard thinks he's got him. I got him. There he is. Because he's silhouetted. Or maybe not. He just sees the front of him. I don't know. And he goes and tackles the cardboard cutout and tries to handcuff the cardboard cutout. And it's like, Clint, you fool. What are you doing? <laughs> that movie could use that. Didn't you feel? He's two-dimensional. Yeah. Great. So Hulk Hogan runs away. Maybe he does the same thing where he tries to hide in a garbage chute and then somebody on a higher floor throws Drops. a big ceramic but Santa Jesus into the garbage chute yeah. and it hits him in the head and, and now he's got amnesia. And he's already in the Santa costume because it was a it was a promotional stunt. Okay, for sure. His, for his, you know. It could also be disguised. I don't think that's egregious either. Okay, that's fine. But one thing I like about the Hulkster being a Huckster in this is that when Donna's dad shows up to, to screw him over, like use him for a plot that gives us our end of act two 
finding out the truth and was like, I you used me. You were tricking me this whole time. Yeah, and then how is that? How is that different than what and you were doing, doing to so yeah. many people? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Okay, I love that. So we keep Donna's dad, yeah, whose absolutely. name I should probably know. Don Stark, of course. Don Stark, yes. Don Stark. So Don Stark, who is Donna's dad, does he still find Hulk Hogan at the bottom of the trash chute? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, great. I think he needs to maybe recognize him sooner. Yeah. If we're, I still like that moment, but we can just do that moment. It doesn't have yeah. to be at the orphanage. It can be. I don't know. He he's ushering Santa to to his photo op, and the cops again. Clint's an idiot cop. Stops to ask, "Have you seen this guy?" And it's like, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> and he's like, tra- he's talking, but his eyes keep turning to talk to be like, uh, yeah. wait, no, no, no. One thing I uh, unabashedly love in this movie is mm-hmm. the ATM runner. He oh yeah, that was to good. The ATM and, the, and it keeps get, like the security level of stealing someone's credit card yeah f- yeah 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 because he tries specific. to he tries to take hulk hogan's uh atm card and he goes to the atm it needs a you know pin or whatever he has to find it from hulk hogan then he needs a thumbprint he sees hulk hogan like holding a glass of milk yeah uh, and he's like i'll just take the glass of milk that has a thumbprint on it and then he puts the glass of milk on the atm it's like sorry that's your left thumb we need the right thumbprint <laughs> it's a robotic voice who says exactly like sorry that's your right <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we need that's your, your left thumbprint. Yeah. We need your right thumb. It's funny. I think we could heighten it even more. I yeah. think I think it could eventually become like a horrible riddle that's like, you know, what stands in the morning and walks in, <laughs> you know, like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why do I need this to get it yeah. to his bank account? So here's my question. Do we need Ebner Frost anymore? And if so, what's his job? Does he now work for the IRS? Hmm. And if yeah. so, what does that have to do with Christmas, really? Well, I mean, taxes are Scrooge, right? <laughs> that is the attitude of the '90s. I feel of like again that general. Yeah, we're still we're still coming out of Ronald Reagan. Yeah, the austerity. It's the, we were talking uh, off mic about bullshit. We were talking off mic about Ghostbusters and like how them like that they didn't think they were representing anything by having the EPA be villains. It's like no, he's just a corporate suit, so he sucks. It he sucks just the same as anybody yeah. else who sucks. Because of this. It's like, well, no, they can stand for things that are important. Yeah. Just because they're wearing a suit doesn't mean it's bad. But that is that was the the, the notion of the time. So, yeah, the ultimate Ebenezer Scrooges are the government taking my money, man. Yeah. OK, so what if so what if it's this? So act one, he gets amnesia and thinks he's Santa Claus. I think somehow he still realizes he's rich. Okay. Uh, we can work out the mechanics of that later, but act two, we go to the orphanage. He sees these kids living in squalor and he's like, I'm Santa. I'm rich. I'll pay for your Christmas ball or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then Ebner Frost from the IRS comes and says, you owe us $2 million because you haven't paid us in years. So he can't do he can't fund the orphanages christmas or whatever and it looks like they're gonna get kicked out on the street because of the fucking tax man and then in act three that's when we have to get the riches from underneath the orphanage or whatever to save the orphanage yeah so we lose the crew of you know chicago improvisers that have vague superpowers (laughs) right like that that's just gone yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, listeners, in the original movie, Ebner Frost has like vampire-looking dude from Crossing Jordan, hot lady who I think has lasers. She's, she's or electricity something. powers. 
Mrs. Watts. And then there's like three other stooges who work for Ebner Frost who are all kind of bumbling idiots. But they're all, like I say, Chicago improvisers. I might be wrong about that, but like the idea it's is the there are people who pop up who are like, yeah, you're, you're always in this role. Yeah. And you can tell you're funnier than what you're given. <laughs> but yes. y- you're never funny in a thing. I think, I'm i fine with losing all of them, especially yeah. because if we want to embrace that, like, tax man is bad attitude, then I, we can still have one or two of them and they're wearing suits and they're just very boring and they don't, you know, understand fun or whatever. <laughs> they They can't embrace the magical thinking of Christmas that... You know, and then they get like tangled in a Christmas garland or whatever. Yeah. You guys don't even crack nuts with these things. They have no function. Why do we use them? <laughs> have them? There's side note, my parents put up their Christmas decorations this week mm-hmm. and they have one nutcracker that's broken and his mouth is just gaping open yeah. all the time. It's surprisingly disquieting. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think we've talked about this. I, I was obsessed with nutcrackers as a kid. I thought they were the coolest. That seems on brand for you. Did you ever use one to crack nuts? No. No. <laughs> we don't really we don't I really live in a world in that it. that needs to happen, of course. And yeah, then you see how hard you can squeeze exactly. it until but slowly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Slowly. Yeah, well uh, you have to increase the pressure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it was as you said, it, it makes sense for me because it is it's like they're all the same, but we can make them into different things. This one's a New York Yankee. <laughs> this one's a fireman. <laughs> this one's a, I don't know, a third thing. Uh, Very few of them are women. Huh. The real well, I mean, it could be like it could be like Lord of the Rings rules where the women also have beards and you kind of can't tell them apart. Is that wait? That's the dwarves. That's the dwarves in Lord of the Rings. Oh, that's fun. I I don't think that was the creator's intent because they're not crackers, not ball busters. Jeez, that's why they can't. Boom, boom, boom. There it is. There it is. (laughs) Got (laughs) them. Take that, women. <laughs> Boy, you got our asses. Boned uh, women. <laughs> Famed misogynist. Fesh. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Uh, yeah. So, okay. The IRS doesn't understand the magic of Christmas. Yeah. And, and maybe like the part of it is like through learning about the magic of Christmas, that's how Hulk Hogan evades paying taxes, which I guess no, is what no, we've no, decided no. is good in this movie. No, 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 no. I think it, it, it's, it's still bullshit what I'm about to pitch, but it's not that. It's, 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 he, he learns the magic of it and it's like, all right, take my two million. I've learned my lesson. And then, whoa, look at all these gold doubloons in the basement. <laughs> And it's like, he. Oh, okay. and okay, 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 wait, wait, wait. It's a Christmas movie, so it is a Deus Ex Machina. Yeah. But, but I think it should be implied that Santa has finally taken him off the naughty list, and that's why, like, like there's a little wink, like at the end of the princess switch or whatever, where it's like, wait, was that guy supposed to have been right, Santa the, Christmas the whole with time? The cranks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So Donna's dad has actually been Christmas Chris Kringle this whole time. You never asked me my name. <laughs> No, because he's trying to steal from the whole time. That doesn't make sense. But yeah, we could have that figure. Clint Howard, sure. It could be it could be Clint Howard or it could be what's his name? Garrett Morris. Oh, ho ho ho. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have him be Santa and then everybody will be like, Wow, a black Santa yeah. at the end. That's we never saw it coming. Like that. I think Garrett Morris is really good in this movie. That he doesn't do anything, but just Garrett he, Morris he, is good in everything. That's true. This that's is true. one of those things where it's like, why well, good for you for cashing a paycheck. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm sorry, I didn't quite finish my point. When we find the gold doubloons, 
I think that's a moment where it's like, cool, you paid your two million, and here it is evening the scales, and then to really hammer home that he has changed, he then uh-huh. lets the orphanage have that money. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not just, it doesn't just equate back to zero. It's, no, I'm he. even though he just found it, it doesn't feel much like a sacrifice, but he is still sacrificing his way out. Yeah, and I think we make, I think maybe we make it seem more like a sacrifice by having somebody standing there like, Hulk Hogan, you have the millions of dollars you can right now go save your fitness empire let's go there's a ticking clock donna's dad is like yeah and you'll make me a partner let's go let's go let's go let's go yeah Yeah. and then he looks at like the sad girl who wrote the christmas letter at the beginning and he's like i can't leave sally she might as well whatever uh (laughs) let's look it up but she might as well be i can't elizabeth elizabeth Mila Kunis with Sarah, and of course, Adam Wiley as Taylor. What have you been up to lately? Boy, she hasn't really done anything since the Land Before Time uh, 14, Journey of the Brave, where she was Ducky! She was Ducky in the Land Before Time! Wow! Uh, She does video game voiceover stuff, it looks like, too. Ah, okay, good for her. Get it where you can, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Video game voiceovers has to be like a big job, right? Because there's so many hours of gameplay. Yeah. Uh, I was playing a game uh, yesterday uh, that I played, you know, a decade or so ago, uh, but I I don't have that great of a memory of, so I was just playing through it again, and I stumbled upon a scene where they just had two people you're sneaking up on. Like, it might as well be a podcast. It was like they were having a full-blown conversation, and I was stopping and listening, but I was like, this is going on for a while. I want to keep playing, so I, I ended up just doing what I need to do and moving on. But I was like, I wonder how long, when does that loop end? It has to be so long that no one would yeah. sit there and wait <laughs> to start. What video uh, game was it? Uh, it's called Brutal Legend, a game about uh, a guy getting sucked into a heavy metal album cover than <laughs> what that world would be. It rules. Cool. And Grand Theft Auto 4, I want to say, when you're in a taxi, they just have a bunch of radio stations that yeah. just go forever. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of cameos in that, right? Chelsea Peretti. Yeah. Ricky Gervais is in it as himself at a comedy club in that game. Sure, that tracks, that uh, tracks for me. As is Cat Williams. Those are the only ones I remember. But I remember being like, I was never too into those games, but mm-hmm. I liked New York City a whole lot when it came out. And I was into that scene. And so I was just like, I'll go into the cab and listen to the radio. <laughs> You just wanted a New York City simulator. That's exactly what it was for me. And I, in fact, I was like... Was that before or after you moved to New York? It was well before. Or not well. Yeah, I was still in high school, I think, maybe. So okay. a while. I don't remember when each yeah, iteration of it came out. I do remember just being like, you know what? I'm going to... When I'm not doing a mission, I'm not going to break the law. <laughs> and I stopped at every red light. You couldn't put your blinkers on, though. I was like, well, what the hell? <laughs> I can't, but yeah, and uh, yeah, listening to "Flashing Lights" by Kanye could West. Could you do? At the time could you do great. like the hand out the window, like no straight or bent nope. arm or no? Nope. <laughs> so eventually, it was wow. just like I'm set up to fail on this thing. You have to be a bad guy in this game. That's not fair. Hey, and isn't that isn't that like really a statement about that's, life? That's uh, Wreck It Ralph policing? for you. Oh, I, yes, that's what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. It's also Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. Why were we talking about that? Oh, because she's the little girl in this movie does voiceover in video games. 
I think we need, uh, I think like a fun set piece could be a montage. We love montages on the show. doesn't have to be, but I think we need like the beauty and the beast moment where you start to see the beast like open up. The, there's something sweet, wow. but almost kind. You know what? <laughs> Hogan could have been, would have been great in a live action beauty and the beast. Hey, uh, let's go back in time and remake it. <laughs> yeah. If we uh, were to, if we were to make a live action beauty and the beast now, what wrestler would play the beast? Oh, it has to be a wrestler? Okay. Because in reality, I feel like if it was a non-Disney, because, you know, Disney doesn't own that story, uh-huh. if they did, Adam Driver would be the Beast, right? <laughs> sure. It'd be Adam Driver. If we did, if we did a gritty reboot, then That's yeah. That's But saying. it would also be very funny. We would yeah. have his, oh, yuck moment in ah, Beauty and the Beast. Our favorite moment from cinema. <laughs> <laughs> from a movie I didn't like. I know, but it was a great moment. I guess, yeah, it, it would just be Marriage Story, but with... <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. Uh, <laughs> wrestler as the Beast today. Mr. Brody Lee would be pretty good. He's done some acting. He was in a movie called Mohawk. Um, he's a big burly guy, but very well spoken. Has beautiful piercings. Yeah, I'm going to go with Mr. Brody Lee on this one. I'm going to look up a picture. You may know him as Luke Harper back when he was in WWE. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, he rules. Yeah, yeah, I would love to see him as the I Beast. I think that is the answer. Great. Perfect answer. Thank you. Okay, so let's go back to the movie we're supposed to be discussing. <laughs> uh-huh. What? So, what are the moments when Hulk Hogan like starts to, you know, his his icy heart starts to thaw? Well, that's what's weird is you have him surrounded by kids, and it's just like, yeah, he's like, yeah, these are kids. Anyway, <laughs> like he yeah. doesn't like the only fake confrontation they have is like these are the pajamas I'm gonna wear. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> at least mine doesn't have a tail. It's like, okay. His is like a monk's robe. Yeah, one was a monk's robe, and then... The other was a bunny. The first night in the orphanage when they stay, the orphanage gives them pajamas, and Hulk Hogan gets a monk's robe, and then Donna's dad gets, like, bunny footy pajamas. Very strange. Which is like, why do you have these in an adult, adult man's sizes. size? Like, that is Whatever. the joke, is that it's all we have, is because why would we have many adult pajamas that's fine but why do you have the two that you do have <laughs> you goofs i don't uh, know maybe, maybe they were doing a play they did an easter play or something <laughs> they did an adult sure. play the easter buddy oh yeah okay great i'm glad we solved that problem <laughs> so i think i think basically what this comes down to this moment's in a lot of movies but it's because it's like important to the idea of christmas yeah. is like how do you see christmas through a child's eyes Beyond just being excited to wake up for presents, Mm -hmm. like there's a like you get to spend a ton of time with your family. There's like lots of activities that like you build snowmen, you go ice skating. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of like special foods that like you get to make a gingerbread house with your family. And then you ultimately like Hulk Hogan realizes it's not Christmas isn't just about selling shit. It's about like a magical time of year and being together. And and, just the notion of belief in general of just because I can't see it. If we want to use the fact that they are orphans and they don't have families, yeah. then Christmas is about creating your own family, creating traditions. I, on some level, I do like it that in this movie, they're not sad sack. <laughs> like, they're just oh, like yeah, normal kids. We can even have Hulk Hogan say at the beginning, like, why would I set up a Christmas tree in my house? I don't have a family. Mm. 
like it's mm, just for me. Yeah. And then the ki- and then the kids are like, we don't have families, but we set up the Christmas tree because it's fun. It's fun, and yeah, it, it's something we. It's one of the few. Like maybe one of the adults of the orphanage can say it's like one of the few things we all get to do together that everybody is like chill with. <laughs> like yeah. Okay, so I think we also just need a few set pieces where it's like funny to have a guy with muscles doing something. I mean, we we do. I don't. It doesn't need to be full blown like terminator shit but like yeah i want to see santa kick ass in this movie oh yeah we don't have any santa kicking ass yet it's i don't think he they even really do it in the movie right beyond like defending himself against his people he's hired but there well no no no. so he defends himself against the people he's hired at the beginning there are those teens stealing something from the mall oh those weirdly realistic teens (laughs) like they're aged up a little bit but still like their vibe. He's like wearing a dare shirt, ironically, in this Christmas movie. Yeah. It's very weird. Yeah. And then they get their asses beat by a giant, full-grown man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I like that. I think that's good. And then I think I think he probably has some sort of fight scene with the Chicago improviser goons. Yeah. That's true. Point. But like... I want him to see him kick ass. I think it's a yeah. lot of like, let me use this airy plastic candy cane to hit one person and they fly away. I'm saying pick them up and toss them kind of stuff yeah absolutely um and i think maybe where does that happen in our version of the movie do we want them to like kick the irs guy's (laughs) ass that seems (laughs) ill-advised maybe hmm. oh maybe it is hey for some reason there have been several break-ins to our orphanage over the last couple of months we don't know why and it's because people it's because somebody knows that there's money in the basement and that's us planting the seed to for that yeah, and that happens one night. What if the, what if somebody breaks in and they're also dressed as Santa as, and elves because they think they're gonna like Grinch it, yeah, and steal the money? And if any kids wake up, they can be like, "I'm I'm Santa. You yeah. need to go back to bed." But they don't realize that Santa with muscles is there. And then we have a like a shitty slimy Santa and Santa with muscles, fucking fighting. <laughs> yeah, just That's duking good. it out. That's good. Great. Okay, great. So now we got Santa with muscles fighting. So Good. are we missing any elements? That we didn't distinctly try to remove? No, I think we're good. Okay, great. So he's so he's a fitness guru. He's selling the Blake Flux, mm-hmm. but he's also been skimming off the top. He has not been honest on his taxes, uh, and the IRS is after him. They find him at this big event at the Glendale Galleria. Mm. They chase him through the mall. He disguises himself as Santa. They figure out who he is. He dives into a trash chute. He gets hit in the head. He gets amnesia. Donna's dad finds him, convinces him he's really Santa. He starts doing do-gooder type stuff. Maybe his memory starts slowly coming back. But here's a new element. Donna's dad sees that and so keeps hitting him in the head. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like some fucked up misery shit. Yeah, great. Okay. And then why did we decide they go to the orphanage? Oh, I guess we didn't really address that, did we? What if it's just he's a the, he's a Santa for hire, and uh, or, or or Don Starks is an elf for hire and has stumbled upon what he thinks is a Santa for hire that he's taking yes. advantage of, and he's like, "Yes, we've got a a three p.m. at the old yeah, we've orphanage. got a three p.m. at the orphanage, and then while Hulk Hogan's at the orphanage, he like really like learns to love these kids. Don Starks is like, we got other stuff to do." Don't you have a place? Don't you have a home? And he's like, don't think so. I, don't think so. I, I just the North Pole, but I can't yeah. get back there now. My sleigh's in the shop. 
<laughs> Donna's dad realizes who he is, tries to get money from him. The IRS is slowly closing in. Hulk Hogan is learning to love Christmas. All of these things come to a head and, uh, you know, the, the IRS takes his money and Hulk Hogan says, I realize it's not in the spirit of Christmas for me to be doing this. So he pays the money and now he's destitute. Mm. Because of the break-ins, they discover the money in the basement. Mm. Donna's dad is like, come on, now's our chance. You and me, buddy, we're going to go resurrect your empire. There's still time to save our asses. And he's like, no, the children need the money. And then Santa shows up and shakes his hand and says, ho, 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 I'm off to the North Pole. You've passed my test. (laughs) Yeah. Merry Christmas, Blake. (laughs) And gives him a smooch on the nose. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, he, he still is technically destitute, but it's like, well, it turns out. But one he's of our, emotionally rich. Definitely. But also it turns out one of our you know organizers at this orphanage was uh, Santa and he's back at the North Pole. So there's an opening here if you want yeah. to work here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it turns out that Garrett Morris was Santa the whole time. Now. We need a new, you know, administrator at the orphanage. I mean, we could always use help. It's like, <laughs> God, I know, sure. like, I think in this movie, one thing that's weird about this movie, too, is like, I don't think orphanage is the right word. It's like temporary housing because there's like three kids. It seems like a, it's like a, almost a foster home. Yeah. But, you know, they probably didn't have the budget to have 40 sure, kids on sure. set all the time. Yeah. Um, But I think in ours, there's a bunch of kids. Yeah. Great. And yeah, so now Hogan. Blake, I don't know. I, I again, it's it, the instinct is again. I always talk about like, oh, you got to go back to Kansas at some point. Uh, he should remember who he is at some point. But yeah, I, uh, I think that would come before the decision, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He remembers. I think maybe he like fully remembers when they when the IRS comes to take his yeah. money and they have to explain to him who he is. Yeah. And they're like, boy, this guy's more of a meathead than we thought he was. Uh, <laughs> not realizing that he just has amnesia. Yeah. Okay, and, good. So, and then he confronts Donna's dad and is like, "Why? Why'd you keep this from me? Also, why did you keep hitting me in the head?" So maybe it is also like, he, maybe I don't know. He shaved his mustache at one point because it wasn't working with the fake beard. Oh yeah, <laughs> we could use that if we want to. But either way, I think it's like, like I don't know. I kind of like the idea of he's like, "Well, I don't want to go back to be. I hated it." And maybe we can set up this in the the first act too. He's like, "I hate. I like the easy money." But God, uh-huh. do I hate the publicity and the meet and greets and the schmoozing and the being yeah. in the public eye. I hate all of that. So that way at the end, he can be like, you know what? I don't want to deal with any of it. I want a simple life and I'm going to live here. And me, you know, I'm not necessarily changing my name or anything. But the idea is like he he walks away from celebrity to, to, to yeah. help with some orphans. Yeah, I think that's great. And cool. here's I the think thing we... is we could all be Santa Claus, right? Yeah. If we all just think to do good every day. And so every day he's going to be Santa Claus. He's going to be Santa yeah. every day. Santa with muscles. <laughs> Great. We've done it. Okay. My Google Assistant was not working earlier, so uh-huh. we'll, see if, we'll see if she wakes up now. Okay, Google. What was the budget of the movie Santa with muscles? Yeah, she's not telling me. I think there might just be not a lot of information on it. The box office was like $200,000. Woof. Uh, which can't even be what Hulk Hogan was paid to make it. I don't think the best boy made that low. <laughs> Jesus, how do, how do you 
Because here's the thing. I, I was like six when this movie came out. Big wrestling head. I didn't know this movie existed until like 2014. Yeah, so like, this seems to be partially a problem of press. Well, here, well, nope. Actually, a very important thing to factor in is that in Bash at the Beach, 1996, several months prior, Hogan turned heel. Interesting. So was fir- he was he heel when this came out? Yeah. So if this didn't come out, so Bash at the Beach was probably well, I think June. But yeah, and that was like a big deal because he had not like he was the biggest babyface of all time. Uh huh. When he did it, people throw trash in the ring. Like people are pissed that hogan turned heel yeah july 1996 Mm -hmm. so it's it's silly to think but i do think that is a factor is that like interesting at that time not saying everybody was you know dummies back then to know it it wasn't real but it's still like uh, in muppets in space hulk hogan is in it as a bodyguard who breaks the fourth wall to cut a promo (laughs) as hulk hogan saying that the nwo his heel faction is going to take over the world (laughs) Okay. Very weird. Okay. So that's them using it misguidingly, but trying to use it to help the movie. Whereas uh-huh. I think this was just like, huh. Okay. Uh, yeah. The, we, uh, like, I think in the same way that you're like dealing with this information as I give it to you now, uh-huh. imagine being somebody who is in charge of making Santa with muscles, who is just cashing in on Hulk Hogan, having to learn this information too. <laughs> Wait, so because his character, huh? <laughs> okay, yeah, I don't think that's going to matter. Thank you, though, for telling me. It's like, well, uh, well, it just, it's the same thing. Like, back in the day, not too long ago, people uh-huh. were sensitive about turning heel because that meant I'm not going to sell as much merch. Uh-huh. Like, that's just by virtue of the job, not going to happen. So when you take the biggest star and make him the biggest bad guy, yeah, it might hurt his box office draw. That's all I'm getting at here. No, I think that totally makes sense. I also think, like, this must not have had a theatrical release. But how do you have a box office then? Great question. Reception. Um, Released November 8th, the film garnered a box office during its opening week. Yeah, opening weekend. It grossed the total. And it's two, it had a two week run. So somebody said uh, that Santa with muscles makes films like Jingle All the Way look better and said that Hulk Hogan makes Arnold Schwarzenegger seem like Lawrence Olivier. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I wouldn't change a syllable of that sentence. That's I agree. Yeah. Jingle yeah. all the way was, of course, going to be at least one of our recommendations, right? <laughs> like working from an irredeemably bland screenplay, John Murlowski directs with all the enthusiasm of someone going through the motions to pay off a debt. Cha-ching. <laughs> yeah. So, how much does our version make? Uh, I mean, it's really tough to say. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say we make one million dollars. Hell yeah. We did it. Good for us. Good for us. I don't really know what to base that on <laughs> um, uh, other than just the fact that word it, of mouth. Yeah, word of mouth. Cool. So, do you have other recommendations? I have I two. I think the best Hulk Hogan movie out there is Suburban Commando. It's it like all of his movies for the most part are again, him with kids? Sure. Like, but this one is, he is an alien bounty hunter. Okay. Who comes to Earth and has to learn about the suburbs. And so I love it that. justifies his weird, stilted line reads. 
It's. I'm not saying it's a full blown home run by any means, but Christopher That's Lloyd is is his foil better than is, Santa with muscles. Yeah, yeah. Christopher Lloyd is like his guide to the world, and he's also great. Um, there, and there's some legitimately very funny jokes in that movie. Jingle All the Way was another one, and then a documentary. Have we done a documentary yet? No. Let's hear it. I am Santa Claus. It's a documentary Ooh. about like I think four or five people who are like in the Brotherhood of. Santa Claus, like whatever organization firm all Santas or apparent Santas there are. And one of them is WWF superstar Mick Foley. Whoa. So the track, you know, you have a bunch of different tracks in the documentary. His track is about remo- not removing, but trying to transition his legacy as a deathmatch professional wrestler to, to Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. Cool. Yeah. So those are mine. I like that. Okay, so my two, the, the first one is Scrooged. Oh, of course. Uh, Bill Murray's Scrooged, yeah. modern retelling of A Christmas Carol, yeah. and is about a, a greedy, yep. rich man who learns to love Christmas. And about 12 hours ago had me uh, bawling my face off <laughs> as my <laughs> wife was like, lie down, it's okay. I'm like, no, don't you get it? <laughs> so, yeah, appreciate that recommendation. And my other pick, which I think is better for this specific movie, is The Long Kiss Goodnight. Have you seen it? No, I don't know. So I haven't watched it in years. I might actually rewatch it tonight. Is it an amnesia movie? Is that? It is. Uh-huh. It is a movie where Gina Davis plays an assassin who has amnesia and she goes and lives a normal life. And then she's in a car accident on Christmas or near Christmas. Mm. And it and she suddenly discovers that she has like born identity style skills where she oh, can like assemble weapons. Really and, fun. And she's an assassin. And uh, can I pitch a better uh, title for that movie? Yes, Santa with big smile. Gina <laughs> 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 Davis, right? That's I'm thinking Gina League Davis. of My Own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. League of Their Own. Yeah, but yeah. So that is my that is my other pick. I I recommend it. Good. I think I am gonna watch it tonight. I might. I won't. I have some other pod work, podcast homework to do at work today so maybe not tonight Fair. but i'll try to watch it this week that sounds good it's it's good it is good Wait, so uh, gina davis so was it like early 90s or 96 96 same oh year as my this one. goodness well that's <laughs> why this bomb that's, why, the Santa, box yeah, that's why santa with muscles didn't do well it's because, <laughs> it's because long kiss goodnight came out and everybody was like this yeah, is a better well Christmas i've got to go movie. see the G- i mean it, to be- it also it didn't do great yeah. it only its budget was 65 million and it only made 89.5 million but uh-huh. a lot of I'm on the Wikipedia page mm-hmm. now, and, and a lot of people are like, I think it just didn't do that well because people are sexist and at the time weren't oh, ready for like a female action star. For sure, which but, which I don't know is totally true because we'd already had like Terminator and Alien. At yeah, that but point, those things but... aren't marketed on the shoulders of the women. Yeah, that's true. Also, I think important figure uh, is this that that movie came out a year after Cutthroat Island, which is what killed Gina Davis's career. Oh, and I have it should not probably even heard be covered on this Island. pod at some point. Okay, let's do it. What's Cutthroat Island's deal? I don't really know its deal, but it's it's another one of those Ishtar level punchlines from Got a it. specific era of VH1 talking head show. <laughs> Got it. Sure. But yeah, I'm not saying anytime soon, but let's put it on the list. Okay, great. Hey, let's check that list twice, huh? <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Do we know what we're doing for the next episode? We could do New Year's Eve. Let's do that. New Year's Eve? Let's do it. That's one of those uh, Love Actually style yeah, multiple the, uh, storylines one, right? What's the, the Gary Marshall not anthology anthology movies. Well, the picture, when you hover over it on Google, the picture that shows up is almost identical to a Valentine's frame from Day. Love Actually. Oh, <laughs> so, it's the squares? 
It's not the squares. It's a. Uh, it's the guy in the studio singing the Christmas song. Mm. Let me ask you, Nicole. Uh, I feel like you you have a take on Love Actually. What's your thoughts on Love Actually? I love it. Okay, that's what I. Thought. I'm. I think it's like. I think we're going. Th- I think it's one of those movies where we went through the initial response was everybody loved it. And now it's cool to shit on it. And I think we are just now starting to come back around to to people loving it. I get why people don't like it. That's it's not one that I'm going to defend to my grave, but I love it. I watch it every year. I also think we're reaching at least, and I'm praying for a pop culture level of eventually being like, guys, there's no such thing as Canon. Relax. Yeah. Chill out. Like what you like. I think we're still a ways away. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I've only seen Love Actually the one time. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. I don't think I'll ever watch it again necessarily. Yeah. But I have no ill will. But yeah, I can totally see why somebody would love it or hate it. Yeah. I I also have. Oh boy, New Year's Eve. I just saw has seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Ching. Um, <laughs> I am I am a real sucker for those movies with multiple storylines. Yeah. Like I like Babel a lot. It's one of my favorites. Okay. Don't um, know it. I don't think you'd like it. Yeah. So it's you know it's it, it is a movie that is up my alley. Well, check out Trick or Treat. I will. Yeah, it's real fun. I've been Nicole. I've been Vesh. And this has been Real, real Big, Big Fix. Fix. Bye. Bye.